Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 achievers growing our lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Thanks to Fabulous for supporting Earn Your Happy. Fabulous is the habit-changing app that gives you the tools and skills you need to help break free of negative habits and build new healthy ones that actually stick, you guys. Get 25% off Fabulous Premium by going to thefab.co slash Lori. So how do I just like in little increments start to hand off these entrepreneur mindsets so that I can live in the CEO mindset of my time is valuable and I have to create more time so that I can create more money. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multi-millionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. 
We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business, not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast to 310-496-8363, you can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, we're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show. It just might be you. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have Ashley Alderson on the podcast, and I'm so excited because she's not only the founder of Boutique Hub, which is so cool. I'm going to tell you about it in a minute, but I am going to talk at her big event coming up, and we will tell you all about it. So if you are somebody who has been thinking about starting a boutique, a brick and mortar, an online boutique, Anything that has to do with a boutique or an online business, I'm telling you, you're going to get massive, massive takeaways from this podcast. This woman has worked with so many different businesses. There is no way that you're not going to walk away with some serious value. So Ashley Alderson is the mom of three. She is a wife, founder of the Boutique Hub, cancer survivor, and host of the Boutique Chat podcast. The Boutique Hub is a media company focused on connecting and providing the latest tools and strategies to the global boutique community. Grounded in the spirit of community over competition, the movement of the Boutique Hub has landed in the top 10 fastest growing companies in the Midwest and featured in Inc., Forbes, and Entrepreneur. Ashley's podcast, Boutique Chat, brings listeners conversations about the fashion industry, featuring retailers, boutiques, wholesale brands, and vendors, and industry insiders to share the proven juicy secrets that have helped scale companies and have them rise to the top. You guys, I got so much out of this podcast for my business because the more businesses that you obviously work with, the more things you can learn and see coming. And this woman is a wealth of knowledge. Let's get started. Ashley, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Oh my God. I'm way more pumped. So you're not going to beat me on that one. Okay. (laughs) So I'm really excited because I love obviously talking to other business owners, but it's awesome because you are not just a business owner. You have a podcast, you do events, you help so many other people grow and scale their businesses as well. You just mentioned a little statistic to me of 50,000 different 
boutique owners are a part of your network. That's pretty freaking huge. I'm so excited to hear about your story and how everything started because I also love the field that you're in. I freaking love clothing. I love (laughs) boutiques. I love small boutiques. I used to live in Santa Monica and there was like three on my street that I specifically only shopped in, was obsessed. So I really cannot wait for you to share. I would love the origination story and then to what you're doing now. And you guys, real quick, I just want to say that we connected because I was asked to speak at the Boutique Summit, which is coming up in, oh my God, like a month, which I bet you're feeling that right now. We'll talk all about that. And one of the things I love to do is to really be able to talk to the founder and know the heart and the soul of why this started and who we're really talking to and who we're helping. So I'm even more excited because it's going to help me so much. So anyway, thank you for coming on the show. And we would love to hear all about the origination story. You bet. Well, first of all, I'm so excited that you're coming to the Boutique Summit because I feel like we're so aligned on so many things and I know our community is going to love having you in person. So thank you for saying yes to that. It's going to be so many good things. You guys will have to follow along all the, all the chaos of having a live event, which you know very well about. But the origin story of the Boutique Hub. So California, you're talking about these beautiful boutiques, right? I originally am from North Dakota. Mm. So boutique is probably not the first word you think of when you think of North Dakota. Right. And I grew up, even though, you know, being from North Dakota, being from a very small town, I grew up in a town of 1600 people, Mm. tiny, but I loved fashion and more than fashion. I actually just loved business owners. I love people. I love strategy. I went to school for marketing, PR, communication, came out of school with an opportunity to do some traveling actually related to the field of rodeo, which again, I'm probably throwing people all kinds of, I literally, I need to know about that as well. Through the opportunity, I was able to travel pretty extensively throughout the United States and found that I love boutiques like the ones that you're speaking of. But then I went back to North Dakota feeling like, man, where can I find stores like this, like local to me? And at that time, social media was really not yet a thing. And so I ended up getting a job in economic development. So I worked every day with small businesses, whether it was on Main Street or at that time in North Dakota, we had this huge oil boom going on, which there was a lot of news about nationwide. So I worked politically working with just how do we get that money back to local communities to start businesses? So my passion really is with business owners, but still in the back of my mind, it's always been how do I find these boutiques? Mm. And so as everyone's journey unfolds, sometimes things kind of good things happen in bad situations. Mm. And so what happened for me was I grew up on a ranch. My dad, who was really the patriarch of our family and our ranch passed away. Mm. When that happened, my husband and I realized, you know what? Life's so short. Let's take a journey. Let's go move to Wisconsin, which is where my husband's from originally. I'm so sorry. Pause. What part? So we live in La Crosse. He's from Lancaster. We live in La Crosse. Okay. We're literally going back this weekend to close on our Green Bay home on the water. (laughs) Okay. Keep going. No, I've been up to La Crosse so many times. Okay. Keep going. Okay. We're going to, this is going to lead down a lot of rabbit holes. (laughs) So my husband and I decide we're going to move back. We have two small kids at the time. Decide we're going to move back to Wisconsin where he's from and just take a move Mm. for his career, which led me to leave this job in economic development that I really did love. I love working with small business owners. So in that move, he's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I've always had this idea. I've always wanted to build a place where people like me from the Midwest, really, who always felt like fashion was unattainable. Fashion felt like it was New York. It felt like it was LA. But what about the rest of us? And to me, boutiques were the answer to that question. Boutiques were fashion for everybody, no matter where you lived. It gave you a piece of feeling 
independent and beautiful and confident and unique no matter where you were. So I said, I've always wanted to build an online shopping mall of boutiques where everyone in the world can find these cute stores no matter where they are and shop them directly. And at that time now, social media is kind of up and running and we're finding these cute stores online. So I hired a random web developer, started to build what, you know, what originally was the Boutique Hub was an online shopping mall of boutiques. And when I started to bring all these stores together in the hub, what I realized was they just needed a community. Mm. They needed a support system. They needed to answer questions on a daily basis. How do I run Facebook ads? How do I start with this brand new thing called social media? How do I actually sell online? That's a brand new concept. How do I buy more efficiently? Maybe they were formerly a teacher or a nurse or a stay-at-home mom, and now they've started a business and they have no resources. Mm. So the boutique of it that time evolved from this online shopping mall of boutiques, which was a great concept, but really didn't fill the need. So we transitioned and really built what the boutique hub is today. And now we're the center of everywhere in the world. If you're a boutique owner, you can find the resources you need to grow on a daily basis and the communities to support you on the hub. Oh my God. origin story. You know, I love this so much because at the end of the day, if it is boutiques, if it's what I'm doing with different CPG, with beverages, with skincare, with whatever you're interested in. It's funny because as I was writing this talk as well and hearing you talk and what you do and what my husband and I do with different entrepreneurs too, it's literally all the same on what you need. You need community. You need a place where you can all come together and share what is going on. You need to find those people who are sharing the same problems as you. Today, I literally went to the gym with a friend and I was so grateful to have a friend who was also in business so we could talk about some of these problems that are coming up. Like just to not feel alone sometimes is the number one thing that you need to keep going is just to know that you're not alone. So I love that you created this place for all of these people at once so that you could come together. Did you know how fast you were going to grow or tell me the trajectory of growing that business now? Tell me what that looked like as that started to grow and some of the problems that started to arise with that. Yeah, Lori, the funny thing is, I feel like sometimes the best things come from like the worst mistakes. Yeah, for sure. Truthfully, what happened was, there was a kind of a big mistake right at the beginning. And that starts with, I met a man on Twitter, which like, if this story starts with that, you know, it's going to be terrible. So I have this small town girl imposter syndrome, like who am I to build this thing? Like, yes, I know I can help these people, but I don't know how to build a business like this. You know, no one talked about membership sites or course launches. Like this was kind of early. This is 10 years ago before this was like a really popular thing to do. I just knew I was building a hub. You know, so I'm just like, who can I hire? Who can help me? And I met this guy on Twitter who I thought was going to be aligned with my values. And I thought he had the same idea I did. We decided we should team up. And I let this person influence a lot of what was happening. I let him change our business name. Mm -hmm. He told me he was going to take 51% of the company because he had so much more experience than I did. He started to get involved with my customer lists and added to my bank accounts and PayPal accounts. And meanwhile, he's telling me the papers from my attorney are coming. They're in the mail. We'd never met in person. We'd met on Zoom. We'd met on Slack, right? But I thought like, oh, this is going to be a legit thing. And this goes on for months and we're still like building and kind of rebuilding the boutique hub. We'd renamed the boutique hub at the time. And pretty soon, six months in, my husband and I were like, you know what? This is wrong. Like mm. something's off. We feel like we're getting catfished. We've got to put our foot down. So we call this gentleman and tell him, you know what? This deal's off. Like these papers have never come. We feel like you're just taking advantage of us. He immediately hangs up on us, sends us an FU message, drains our bank account. <gasps> 
blocks me from my entire customer list, my Facebook group that I created, all of it gone. And so this is a little too like Midwest nice because we're very trusting of everybody. We assume everyone has have great intentions. So this transitions into like a period of me huddled up on the couch, like, oh my gosh, I'm over with. How did I let this happen? Mm. And I have to give my husband so much credit because at that time, you know, he had a lot of pressure to be honest from friends and family and people saying, what's Ashley even doing? She should get a real job. This isn't working. You've got these small kids. Eric, you're working so hard. Like, what is she doing? And he never questioned that in me. He always supported me. And so he came to me and he's like, you know what? You have every right to be super angry and you just take the time to do what you need to do, but you just need to decide what do you want Mm. and I'll support you in that. And I was like, okay, I hear you. So I just decided it's sink or swim. I'm going to get up. I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other. Screw this imposter syndrome. And who am I to create this? I'm just going to do what I think I need to do. And that's serve people. And so for free for the next year, I just gave value. I opened up an old Facebook group that I'd archived. I had about 300 boutique owners that I knew in it at the time. And I just started to serve them day after day after day. Meanwhile, this other person was still operating under my business name at the time. I had always had this dream of serving these boutique owners and then creating a large event, which you are now coming to the boutique summit. Well, this person knew. And so they said, you know what, I'm going to create an event. So they sold tickets to an event. They promoted an event, this whole deal. The day before everyone's like leaving to get on an airplane to go to this person's event under my former business name, they cancel it, don't give any refunds and screw everybody who was lined up to go. And oh so my God. all these boutique owners are like, oh my gosh, like we got catfished. I got catfished, they got catfished. And in this time when I was now just serving people and giving value for free over and over, I never chose to badmouth this person. I never chose to publicly talk about what was happening. I just showed up. How can I serve you? And it's funny because we talk about karma and what goes around comes around. That was really karma for me because that person's true colors eventually shone through. And I think just Mm -hmm. by plain like servant leadership, we were able to still build this community and really help people by doing it the right way and not by being focused on just building a business and making a profit and turning and burning at the end of the day. And I think today, like anytime someone asks me about starting a business, to me, that's what it comes back to. Like, why are you really doing this? What is the real purpose? Because if it's for profit, there's going to come a time where you may just crash and burn and not have a way to really show up and serve people and be successful in the right way. Oh my God. I don't have that type of story, but I definitely have stories like that. And I think it's so important for people to hear because I don't know one person who has escaped (laughs) stories like that. And where a lot of people stop, I'm sure you know, working with so many people is something like that will happen and they'll think, how did I let this happen? I'm not the person who can see this through. I don't know how I'm going to do this we're good people. So what happens is that we take other people for good people. And then you have something like this and it just makes you open your eyes a little bit more. And it makes you say, okay, this would have happened to anybody who wants to see good in people, but it does make you better. It makes you smarter. It makes you stronger. It makes you realize, hey, I'm going to maybe wait a year before I enter into partnership to figure out what my business even is and what I'm capable of and what I'm not. So I love that you do this for people because when you start a business, it is 
so beautiful to be naive, like you said, because that is why you start a business is how you keep going is not necessarily knowing all the problems that are coming, but giving people a place where you do get to learn how to navigate these problems. So who is Boutique Hub for? So exactly who is that for? And what are like some of the main things that you really cover and help people with? So the Boutique Hub today is for any small business retailer. And that could be a brick and mortar retailer, no matter if you're selling apparel, home goods, shoes, jewelry, whatever. E-commerce businesses. So if you're selling online, if you're doing comment selling, that sort of thing. And at any range. So we help everyone from a brand new boutique owner retailer to a multi-multi-million dollar boutique owner retailer. Inside, what we really try to give people, number one is community. The best Mm -hmm. community by niche at your level. So if you're a multi-million dollar business owner, that's who you're spending time with on a daily basis. Or if you're new and you need more support, that's who you're spending with uh, time with on a daily basis. And then in terms of resources, all types of education from inventory to merchandising to social media, paid ads, all of that, whether that's online through our training library or courses, that sort of thing, or in person through the Boutique Summit. And then we also offer wholesale support for retailers as well. So we built a wholesale platform called Hubventory. Mm -hmm. where retailers can shop from brands from around the world to stock their stores immediately and vetted brands that Mm -hmm. they can trust. I think that's really important to note. It's easy to build a a community of people and just kind of let anyone and everyone be a part of it. But I think there's a lot of value in being highly curated and in having the right people in your community and making sure they're vetted in your community. That's so good. So tell me about some of the main things that you see, we'll start with beginners. What are some of the main problems, challenges that you see in business, but then also personally with the actual owner, with the actual business owner? So the problems in the business, but then also personally, what do you see that you have to overcome in the very beginning? Yeah. So let's talk about business problems first, Mm -hmm. um, beginners. And that I think right away, and this is every business. I think everyone has to really get over that hump of who's my customer? How do I buy inventory for that customer? How do I know how much inventory Mm -hmm. to buy for that customer? How do I know retail such a turn and burn cycle? So you kind of have to get over this hump in business of being okay to fail. Like I bought this stuff and no one bought it. Now what do I do? How do I get Mm -hmm. my money back out of it? and reinvest in something that will work. So I think those are real true business struggles. Who's my customer? How do I buy for them? And then how do I reach them online? And that's Mm -hmm. every business. How do I really get through the noise on social media to build a relationship with my customer? So it's not just about me selling them a product, but me providing value, filling a need, having a solution, all of that. And it, it can be so overwhelming to try to tackle all those steps for a new business owner. And then personally, I think for a new business owner, we get lost in this trap of, I call it CEO versus entrepreneur mindset. We all start as entrepreneurs and we are hustling for our worth and we're DIYing and we're saving our way to success. But it's so easy to burn ourselves out because at that stage, we don't realize we have to invest in time so that we can scale, so that we can grow, so we can ask for help, all those things. So we just take so much on ourselves. It's so easy to burn out when you're a brand new business owner. Is there a certain point where for boutiques, I'm not sure how the business model is set up, but is there a point where you know to tell people to either bring on a CEO or how do you help people understand what their skill set is within that business? So 
That's a really good question. And I don't think it's that you have to bring on a CEO. I think it's understanding your mindset and where you're at. So I think about it like this. Money in this world is abundant. There's ample money in this world to go around. When you go to the grocery store and you walk down the bread aisle and the wine aisle, you're like, how is it possible that there's this many options, Mm -hmm. right? Obviously there's enough to go around for everybody. But the one thing that we don't have limited or unlimited access to is time. So when you're making the switch from I'm a hustling entrepreneur to I'm a CEO, it's understanding that money's available, time isn't. So how do I spend my time to create more time? How do I build that scale? So we start to value things like systems and processes and seeing ourselves doing income generating activities every single day, right? Knowing the difference between rocks and sand, all these analogies that we're familiar with. Us as CEOs working on $100 an hour jobs versus $10 an hour jobs. And it's putting ourselves in that mindset so that every day when we look at our to-do list, we say, okay, is this something I can tackle today? Or is this somewhere I can ask for help? Is this somewhere I can outsource? Is this somewhere I can invest $10 with someone else doing this task so that I can focus on the income generating activity that's going to make me $100 Mm -hmm. an hour? So how do I just like in little increments start to hand off these entrepreneur mindsets so that I can live in the CEO mindset of my time is valuable and I have to create more time so that I can create more money. You ever get so fed up with being fed up with yourself over not reaching your goals or putting in the habits that you want? And this year, I've made it a priority to stop being tired of myself and to utilize tools and resources around me to hold myself accountable to my goals. For example, I have daily workout buddies who I meet up with at the gym and running. And when I make plans with someone, the last thing I want to do is be that flaky person skipping the workouts all the time. So you better believe that I show up. But there's so many other good habits that I'm trying to stick to throughout the day that I don't always have that partner to help me reinforce it. And that's why I turn to Fabulous. I've teamed up with Fabulous so you can get 25% off Fabulous Premium by going to thefab.co slash Lori. Unlike other wellness apps, Fabulous takes a holistic approach by focusing on self-improvement, mental and physical health, mindfulness, and productivity to build a daily routine that works for me and my lifestyle. If your goal is to be healthier, Fabulous can make you make that change. The app breaks the goal down into tiny achievable daily tasks like reminding you to drink your water, exercise, or even disconnect and unplug. I'm so in the thick of building my company right now and it's not always the fun stuff. It's a lot of computer work. It's a lot of tasks and it's not always the stuff that feeds my soul, but it's so important that I do these habits that make me feel really good and supported. So with Fabulous, I actually build in time for me to have fun. Things like taking a moment to enjoy listening to my favorite songs with my chief of staff or planning frequent girls lunches or coffee dates. And that really keeps me going and keeps me from burning out. And it keeps building my dream fun. Start building your ideal daily routine today with Fabulous Premium. Get 25% off Fabulous Premium by going to thefabulous.co slash Lori. That's thefabulous, T-H-E-F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S dot C-O slash Lori for 25% off Fabulous Premium. I think one of the biggest things that we do is we just get into these things that we are not good at and we spend all of our time there and all of our energy. And I know that I have done this multiple times where I will burn myself out and I'm not actually doing the best thing for the company. 
when you really dial it in and you know what you're good at, and then you can eventually hire out for what you're not good at and what you're wasting time doing. We always say do what you do best and hire the rest. Oh, so good. Because it's easy to become the bottleneck of your business when you're an entrepreneur mindset and you're a control freak and you think nobody can do this as good as I can. Mm -hmm. Like that should be a trigger to you. Oh, that's the hustler in me. That's the entrepreneur in me. But the CEO would say, do what you do best and hire the rest. Oh my God. I literally have to, my husband will say it to me too. Like, are you acting as a CEO right now? And I'm like, hold on, let me really think about that. (laughs) No, I'm not like at all. Okay. Where's the breakdown personally in everything that you've done and created? I'm sure that you talk about this all the time with your people or within your team. What are some of the fundamentals that you have to teach personally, as in like personal development and supporting the actual business owner? Where is the breakdown on a human level with that business owner? Like where do they usually need support the most? I think about the evolution of supporting boutiques. Everything comes back to obviously business fundamentals first productivity, and mindset. Everything else we can get a handle on. We can get a grip on accounting and finances and inventory investment and social media, team management. We can do all that. But if we don't have productivity and the right like CEO mindset Mm. to begin with, everything else falls flat. So to answer your question, let me go here. I have a strategy for productivity that I think every business owner can use. And whether you're a boutique owner or not, I hope this is helpful to you. But I think about how do I structure my week? to get more done so that I can have more balance and actually like be in my zone of genius on a daily basis. So we call this our four part to-do list. We created this, we built day planners around this for boutique owners, the, the whole kit and caboodle, but it comes basically down to this. List number one is what do we need to do every single week to operate the business every single week? So whether that's inventory of your boutique or it's social media or it's certain meetings, all those things, right? And then on a personal level, it's working out. It's my time boundary. When am I done working for the day? When are my date night? What are all the personal activities I'm not willing to give up? For mm-hmm. me, our kids play basketball. We rodeo, we have horses, all that. So like those are hard boundaries. That's my list number one, every single week list. My list number two is what are my big rocks this week? So what are the, the few most important things that I can accomplish this week that are actually moving the needle. The income generating activities, the CEO mindsets, the this is most important right now. Not answering emails, not busy work, but actually moving the needle. List number three is my later list. So if it's not important enough to be on this week's list, number two, it's for later. So I put it on Trello, I set it and I forget it. If I wake up at 2 a.m. and I have anxiety, which I think most business owners probably do, I write it on a piece of paper and I put it on my later list. Mm -hmm. So it's safe, but it's not swirling around. And it's not me with like the never ending to-do list. It has to be really short. List number four is what can I outsource? Where can I ask for help? Or what can I say no to? So every week, if we can go through those four lists and really discern all the things that are floating around our headspace and put them in those four categories, here's what I do with them. List number one Whether you're solo, this is just you doing it on your own calendar, or if you have a team, we strategize this with our whole team. So our company is operating just in batch creation. So we just time block list number one, which time blocking is no new thing. It's been around. I'm sure most of you probably do it. But the way I approach time blocking is just looking at where's my personal boundary? How am I putting that on my plate first? Where's my tiger time? My like most productive zone of genius 
Where is that getting blocked out? So for me, it's eight to 10 every morning. I don't take any meetings. It's just being productive. And then everything else on what days do I do social media batch content creation? On what days am I working with vendors? On what days are we doing photo shoots? Whatever the rest of your week looks like. So batch creating that and time blocking list number one. Then my list number two, I take that into my calendar, into my, as I said, tiger time. I think that's an Amy Porterfield thing. But for me, eight to 10 every morning, that's when list number two gets accomplished every day. List number three, I don't have to do anything with. It's on Trello. I'm just like holding it there for later. And then list number four, I look at that list every week and going back to your walks with Chris, where am I the bottleneck? What do I need to say no to? Where do I need to ask for help? And I find, especially as women, it's so easy to just say yes to everything that where can I look at and really ask myself the hard question of if I'm saying yes to this, this week, effectively, I'm saying no to something else. So what am I willing to give up? What am I willing? Is there a meeting I can get rid of? Is there an event or something that just doesn't really need to happen? That's not moving the needle or what can I eliminate from my plate this week? I feel like once I've gone through that, like three, four weeks, I test out that four part to-do list to really get a good flow. And now that helps me to create so much more just flow Mm. in my day-to-day. And I'm a lot happier because I find I'm doing the things I want to do. I'm doing the things that are effective. And we're raising a team of leaders around us that support us. So you don't feel like everything is just on your shoulders. That is so powerful. There's a couple things on here that I'm actually trying to figure out right now. So that was really, really helpful. But if it's not in the calendar, you won't get it done. And it, it is crazy how I'm like, no, no, I've got it on the list or I'm going to fit that in. And that's really important to me. But if it's not actually scheduled into my calendar, I tend to not do it and it just gets buried in another to-do list. And there are so many things. I think this is really helpful for everybody to hear of like really categorizing what the most important things are that you need to do every week to move the business forward. Because I can tell you, I have been in the past the queen of letting things that pop up, all those little things that you think are important, but they're not important. Everything's important. Nothing's important. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to fall into that trap. Oh my gosh. One of the things that I've adopted into my brain, I can't remember where I heard it. I think it was on how I built this. And Reed Tracy was talking about letting fires burn. He's like, you have to know what fires you have to let burn and they're going to be burning all the time. And I was like, oh, it's so hard to grasp, like knowing that you literally as a business owner, founder, CEO, you have to live your weekly life And you're letting fires burn like, oh, well, okay, well, we know that one's not going to get too big. Like that's just a small brush fire over there that we think is contained, but we got to let that shit burn over there. It's fine. And then you have to know what's going to, you know, be the most important top plate. So, okay, I would love to know, what do you wish more people knew about you? You know what? You know what's something that I like about myself is that I could have an entire conversation in movie quotes. (laughs) I love that. Oh my God. You and my brother-in-law, like I literally, I wish I could, like, I wish I was like you because I think I'd be even funnier, but I can't, I can't remember movie quotes. I love that and can't wait to hear you have a conversation without me giving you quotes back, but I'll hold space for you doing it. (laughs) Our our team, they're, they're used to it. I'll drop like a random Will Ferrell and they just think I'm weird or like a Saturday Night Live quote and they don't. Oh my God. I love it. My brother-in-law speaks in movie quotes. So I'm always like, oh, I wish I could do that because you're hilarious. Oh my gosh. Okay, I love that. What is something that you wish more business owners knew? There's a lot of really technical things I would say right now. 
but this is going to be so basic. It goes back to like learning through the failures that we face. And that for me started with imposter syndrome because I thought based on who I was or how I was raised or where I was from, that somehow was going to define what was going to happen to me, what school I went to. Like, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Like if you have an idea, if you have a way to serve people, if you have something you want to do or be or create, just do it. All the answers are there. Everything you need to do and everything you need to know is either within you or it's a Google click away. There is literally no boundary that can stop you. And I think about this a lot now having kids that are in middle school. And my daughter and I were having this talk last night. She was talking about mid-quarter grades. And she's someone who has struggled to read her whole life and just school hasn't come easy for her. And I say, you know what? There's a lot of people who are going to put pressure on you saying you have to have straight A's, Hadley. You have Mm -hmm. to perform in school, Hadley. And I'm like, you know what? You don't. You don't. There's so many successful people that did not do well in school. So you have the gifts inside of you that are going to help you create whatever you are meant to create, regardless of what the world tells you you should or could or have to be. So super basic, but truly, if you need to do something, if you want to, you can. Oh, I love that. I mean, I wish I could have gotten that advice years and years ago. So that's really powerful. Why do you think people need to go for their big dream? Because I think that a life without dreaming and without purpose, is really boring. <laughs> It's really boring. Like, Mm -hmm. if we're just comfortable, if this is just how it's meant to be, what are we living for? Mm -hmm. You have to have something that's pushing you to be better, some goal to work toward. I think a lot of our happiness is really based in seeing progress Mm -hmm. in ourselves and and in the world around us. This is something that I think is so important for people to hear because without challenges, there isn't actually a place for us to show up every day as founders, as business owners. It would just be like, great, I'm selling a ton of clothes and making millions of dollars. This is fantastic. How wonderful. But tell me about your theory on facing challenges, how to go about them, because they're every single day. So how do you start to look at challenges in a way that doesn't make you feel defeated as a business owner? Well, first I would say, if you want to make millions of dollars, (laughs) selling clothes is probably not the best way to go about it real quick because it's a real hard business. Mm. And most businesses are that way. It looks great online. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors that make things look a lot easier than they are. And every single one of us is going to have challenges. But the way I look at it is this. I often think about that question, is this happening to me or for me? I mentioned to you earlier, Lori, that my dad passed away from cancer. But that was after I also had been diagnosed with cancer. So the week before my 21st birthday, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And that whole experience, the way that I look at it, it's a long story, but the way I look at it was a huge opportunity and a huge blessing because that was really the first time that my mind was open to like a different way of thinking a different way of looking at, okay, is this happening to me or is this happening for me? And I feel like what came from that situation was the answer to that question. And that is that something good comes from every bad situation if you choose to look for it, but you have to choose. Mm -hmm. And so often I think our world today has made it really easy to be the victim. Like we've all adopted this victim, woe is me mentality. Let me get on my keyboard and tell you why you're wrong and why the, you know, this is such an awful place. But that's not true. Like there's opportunity in every bad situation if we simply choose to look for it. Mm. But we have to search for that within. 
Oh, thank you for sharing that. And that's so beautiful. And I share that same outlook with you. And it's really powerful. It's kind of the only way through coming to that conclusion. For you, what is something that you personally are working through right now? Like, what are some of the places that you feel personally challenged in your, whether it's your life and business, they kind of all meld together. I am working through having a really busy business and Mm. having growing kids and a marriage. And I hate the word balance. I think it's just total BS. Mm. Like, it's not real. There's what I can do today to best manage all the balls that I'm juggling, right? And which balls are glass today and which balls are rubber today. Mm -hmm. So my 2am anxiety hour often revolves around, (laughs) am I a bad mom? Am I being a bad wife? Why is this house so dirty? But it's just accepting the moment that I'm in and knowing that it's okay. Like if these things don't get done in the business today, if we don't hit that deadline, there has to be enough leeway because I know I'm spending that time with the kids and I can Mm -hmm. never get that back. I'm just really trying to relish every moment I have with our family because I feel like time is is going so fast. That's beautiful. Especially when you lose someone, I think it just makes you say, you want to make sure that everything you're doing is worth it. And once in a while, you can be like, what am I doing with this business? And why am I spending so much time on it? But at the same time, and I think this is a question just with where I'm at as well in my business is your business is usually so attached to your life purpose, but then also you want to be a great mom and you want to make sure that you're there, but you also want to show them like you can do anything and you can have this business and you can work through that. Do you have a place for yourself where you are able to discuss with other business owners, you know, things that you're going through or trying to make sure that you're present in your business and present for your family? Like, how do you support you, the human, as the business owner, as the mother, as the wife? Do you have a place that you go? Have you created a spot for yourself to support yourself in that? Sometimes yes and sometimes no. Sometimes there's masterminds and things to be a part of that are beneficial. And sometimes I find that Eric and I try to date other couples. If mm-hmm. that sounds weird. We recently moved to Lacrosse. We were in another community in Wisconsin before this. We moved the week the world shut down, mm. which is really odd. So we've been here for about two years. And we didn't know anyone when we moved here. We don't have any family here, nothing. It's just us. So we try to date other people to find other business owners that see the world the way that we do. And if we don't always find someone here, we make it a point with the couples we know we really do resonate with to travel with them. So if it's escaping the winter in Wisconsin and going somewhere warm for a while, just to talk openly about those struggles, we do try to do that. I feel like I answered that real janky with like three different things, but you just have to seek it out, right? There's old friends, maintenance friends, and growth friends. And how do we spend as much time with growth friends as we possibly can who understand where we're at and where we're going? I feel like that's exactly where... Chris and I are and where I am too. I try to find other people that are going through the same thing so we can at least discuss it and be together in that conversation. That's so huge. By the way, you, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys have to come over in the summertime. That'll be so much fun. We like don't really know too many people back there either. So yeah, we just have family back there. Okay. So as far as Boutique Summit, now getting this big vision of getting all of these people together why do people come to the summit? What do you want them to leave with? You can learn all kinds of things online. It's wonderful. It's great. It's abundant. But there is something totally different about being in person Mm -hmm. and sharing energy and sharing space and having face-to-face time. 
that I think is so long lasting and so powerful. Mm. And so to me, like that's what the summit is. It is so powerful to share the room with people just like you and to see people who maybe you've already met online slightly, maybe people you look up to big time, whether that's a fellow boutique owner or it's you, or it's Jesse Itzler, who's going to be on the stage, all levels. But it's just so different being in person than, than being online. So I want people to leave completely inspired, motivated, fed. I'm not a big fan of fluff. Like I'm all about like, what is the strategy? How do I do this step by step? How am I going to go home and make this a new revenue stream for me or increase my business by a hundred grand? Like, how can I do that from the things I'm going to learn from this event? So strategy, inspiration, and some new friends as well. So exciting. There's nothing for me like being in person. I can honestly tell you that my biggest breakthroughs have come from being in person. It's not that I haven't had breakthroughs along the way, but like the really big ones is because I have either seen somebody who's been permission for me that I can do it too. There's something magical about being in that room. And I promise you, if you go like the person that you're sitting next to, if you actually ask them a question would be somebody that you were meant to sit next to. Like it is that magical. It's literally yeah. mind-blowing to me, which is why I'm so excited whenever I'm in rooms like that because my biggest breakthroughs all came from going to events and connecting with other like-minded people. So I love that you have this specifically for this particular business as well. So a couple last questions. What is a belief that you have had to let go of in order to become the woman that you are today? And what is the new belief that replaced it? So when I was younger, grew up on this ranch, farm and ranch, right? Money was not abundant. Mm -hmm. We didn't have much of anything. And I think in order to make that okay, in my parents' mind, we were raised with this belief that money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. Only the rich get richer, Mm -hmm. right? So money became a negative thing. And so when I started the business, I was so scared to make money because I thought it would make me a bad person. Mm -hmm. And that screwed up a lot of stuff for a long time. And now what I I have really found to be true, and I actually recently was home visiting my family. And one of my sisters said, oh, money's root of all evil, like go figure. And she was kind of like dissing someone. And I was like, pause, this is the new belief I want you to walk away with. And that is that money is a mirror. It's amoral. It's neither good nor bad. It is a reflection of who you are. So it could be like a brick. You could take a brick and you could build a beautiful cathedral with it. Look at all the good you could do with that. Or you could take the brick and you could smash it through the window of a beautiful cathedral and look at the damage you could do with that. But it's a reflection of who you are. So I just think there is a new way to live abundantly with money in a way to really support and help a lot of people and not feel shame Mm. around being successful. Amen. That is one of the beliefs I've had to work through. I've heard those exact phrases. I was raised in a really religious family. I heard it over and over. And it was very stifling in the beginning because I'm sure just like you, I can imagine that you rejected it. You couldn't hold on to it. You'd run from it, even though it was like, it's great opportunities or whatever that looks like. You don't realize that you're sabotaging yourself in so many different ways. So yeah, I completely understand. And and money, you know, just like you said, and that was such a beautiful analogy, there's so much energy behind it and it creates such beautiful foundations and you're able to do so many impactful things with it and make huge change. And that's why I love also what you're doing with this event is bringing that up as well and showing different people who are successful and saying, what could money do in the hands of the right people? 
I think when women get money, we do incredible things. We hire a lot of amazing people. We create a lot of income for families. We give back. We create other amazing products. And I think that that is a message, especially, I find especially for women, that is really, really important because sometimes we can think it's bad or rejected or sometimes people will say things like, oh, she's just in it for the money. And when I hear that, I'm like, yes, I am because money is powerful and we can help people with money. So it's really important to understand understand, just like you said, what you're able to do with money. So at the Boutique Hub, I know that you talk about so many different topics, but can you just break that down one more time of all of the things that you go over there? Yeah. So at the Boutique Summit, we'll try to cover every area of business from mindsets to business foundations, to inventory, to SEO and Facebook ads, social media, Instagram. I'll talk a lot about, actually, personally, I'll talk a lot about marketing and what's changing in 2022. Mm -hmm. And also just world economics, what's happening with supply chains and how is that impacting all of us as being in retail and having to deal with a product-based business, but also just financially and hiring people and growing a team and HR issues that have you know kind of risen in the last year. So we try to touch a little bit on every aspect of business something for beginners, but also we try to have a lot for advanced store owners as well. Amazing. What do you want for this podcast? What do you want people to know? What would you like to add? I think we covered so much, but I think back to your point of being successful and not running away from money or just like some of those mindset things. I also want to hit on just like what a noble thing it is when you are able to grow a business and Mm. employ other people. I think sometimes we look at money as a way to be charitable. Mm. But to me, it's also really important to note that when you're successful and you grow a business, employing people empowers them on a whole new level than handing them something for free. Mm. So just what does that mean today to employ people and give people stability and not just a job, but a job that they love Mm. and a job that they're empowered by and that they can grow with. So Definitely new ways of looking at money and employment and opportunity and the reasons that we're in business in the first place. Really important. Oh my goodness. Yes, I feel that so strongly. Okay, I'm going to get this podcast out soon. So with that said, if people are interested, if they're in the very beginning phases, I feel like I've actually had a lot of people say that they love clothes. They would love to start a boutique. They'd love to start an online boutique, something like that. Is this event for them? And how can they go to the boutique hub and maybe get support on that? Tell me all of the things. So where could we get our ticket if we want to go to the summit? What are the dates? And then also, if we're not going to go to the summit, what does it look like to join the boutique hub? Absolutely. So First things first, I would just send everyone right to our homepage. It's theboutiquehub.com. Everything you need to know about either joining the Boutique Hub as a member of our online community and all the resources or coming to the Boutique Summit is all there at theboutiquehub.com. The Boutique Summit is March 20th and 21st in Dallas, Texas. It's during a Dallas apparel market. So if you are coming, you can buy inventory at the same time you come to the Mm -hmm. summit. But I would also just invite you if you want to kind of get a little bit more of a flavor of what we do. We have a podcast called Boutique Chat. That's also a great way just to hear from fellow boutique owners of all shapes and sizes from around the world and what works from them. So connect with them there or us on Instagram at any time at the Boutique Hub. 
amazing. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to speak there. I'm so excited to be in it with everybody and be around all the business owners and around all the clothes. I'm like very excited because of the inspiration. And and honestly, I can't, even just from talking to you and talking to so many other business owners, there's so much crossover that no matter what I get to also hear and learn from everyone, and this has been such a great conversation with you. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge, because at the end of the day, we're all in it together. And there's so much that we can learn from different industries. So I absolutely love that you're doing this for people. So thank you so much for coming on the show. You guys definitely go to the website, go find her, go follow her. And I'm so inspired by what you do. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh man, thank you so much for having me. And I cannot wait to have you in person. Thank you for being the light that you are. Oh, thank you so much. And you guys, the biggest thing that you can do is to go tag her on your Instagram stories. I know you like to share these podcasts, so go share it in your stories, give her a tag and let her know what your biggest takeaway was from this podcast. That is always one of the biggest gifts that we can give our guests so they can also see your face and know the impact that they made. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everybody. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.
Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com hey do you know what the big secret is this year And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.